What's up? Welcome to Ube Island Podcast. This is week three of the Sixers season. And yeah, things are in shambles right now. But to quickly recap, we went two and two, and we are still top of the Eastern Conference at seven and three. But again, things are going to hell right now because COVID has struck the NBA. It was it was bound to happen, and now we're dealing with all that's going on, and I will go over that soon. But first of all, we had our last game against the Hornets. It was another easy victory. Hornets played a little better, but still not good enough to beat us. <laughs> and then we played the Washington Wizards for the second time this season. And this game is was absolutely crazy. One of the craziest Sixers games that I've seen in my lifetime. It featured a 60-point score. It featured 80-point score, including 49 points in one quarter. It featured a phenomenal 20-point collapse. And then it featured an incredible fourth quarter with multiple crazy plays and... I will go over that soon, but we ended up winning that game. And then the next game, we had a back-to-back against the Nets. Kyrie Irving did not play this game due to personal health, mental health. Not not sure on exactly what happened that game for Kyrie, but I hope he's okay. Again, it didn't matter because the Nets are still good even without Kyrie. KD and Spencer Dinwiddie who's out from a broken or torn ACL the Nets still beat us and of course course we were coming off a back to back uh, wild one against the Wizards so we looked completely out of that game so I don't really want to talk about that game but I have to and then we capped off the week with a game against the Nuggets early yesterday and that was after we realized that Seth Curry got COVID and he gave high fives to uh, most of our starting five and they didn't play and the league minimum to start to play an NBA game I think is eight players and if you don't know that Mike Scott has been injured and he hasn't been suiting up but the NBA forced Mike Scott to, to suit up for the game, forcing us to play against the Nuggets, who are hot right now and at full capacity. And we had to start our rookies. <laughs> and uh, Tyrese Maxey tried his hardest, had a rookie record 39 points in the game. But that wasn't even close enough to beating the Nuggets. And yeah, COVID has cost us one game so far. So to start, the first game against the Hornets, uh, what can I say about this game? The Hornets, of course, made adjustments. They played better defense. LaMelo Ball played a better game. Devontae Graham played a better game. I think LaMelo had a nice little alley-oop to Miles Bridges. That looked like a high school highlight. <laughs> so it was pretty cool seeing him do it on an NBA level. But, yeah, 
that still wasn't good enough for the Sixers to beat the Sixers, and we came through with the victory. Now, I can finally talk about that Wizards game. <laughs> what can I say? I mean, we start out shooting amazingly. It's, everybody's hitting, but Seth Curry continues being Seth Curry, and he starts the game 5 for 5 from 3 point from the three-point line and I'm losing my mind offensively we look absolutely incredible as our offense is basically just breaking down the defense and then passing it outside and it starts that cycle where we where we pass it out along the perimeter for the wide open three and for the first half this was working all the time I mean we couldn't miss at all I think we scored 82 at half but in the meantime we don't notice it, but the Wizards are also doing pretty well offensively. But since we're playing, since we're on our side, we're, we're breaking records with our offense. We don't notice that the Wizards are also killing it offensively. They score 67 points in the first half. And Bradley Bill quietly has, like, I think 28 points at halftime. Anyway, second half, second half starts, and now... Our shooting, our awesome shooting is starting to cool down, but the Wizards are still hanging on, and they go on a good run, and Bradley Bill is scoring amazingly. He has 45 points halfway through the third quarter, and he ends up playing the entire quarter, and he ends up with 57 at the end of the third quarter, and at this point, the Wizards are now down by 10 points, but, you know... Bradley Bill has to rest at one point and he goes to the bench and I'm thinking okay now we'll do better <laughs> now we could at least breathe and we could just finish out this game with a 10 point lead and come out with a victory but you forget that the great Ish, Ish Smith is on the Wizards and if you don't remember Ish he was the guy that came in for us during that 10-72 season and he helped spark our offense and he's a great player one of the fastest players in the league and I he's one of my favorite Sixers players and he showed today or in that game why he's still a phenomenal basketball player he comes in off the bench and he's killing it defensively and offensively even he's too shifty for Ben Simmons even though he's like six feet tall and Ben's like 6'10 didn't matter he's too quick and crafty for him and he helps bring the lead he helps take the race that 10 point lead and actually get the lead for the wizards and now it's a new ball game and bradley bill is coming back in the game freshly rested and yeah we are now we are here we are after blowing a 20 point lead going to the wire with the wizards luckily for us we have our mvp Joel Embiid saving us once again. He was absolutely clutch in the final minutes of the game. I think he had a few and few and ones get into the line, and then he had a clutch three to end the game. And then Matisse Thybul would come in and block Bradley Beal's shot to ice the game. But yeah, we came through, finish finished with a win, even though it got ugly at the end. We came out with a victory. Bradley Bill ended up cooling off in the fourth quarter. And 
was seemed like I thought he was going to go to 70 at least, but I think he made one basket that entire fourth quarter. He would end up with 60 points. Yeah, got the victory. <laughs> and then the night after, we had to go to Brooklyn to play the Nets. And you could tell from the get-go that we weren't in the game at all. We looked terrible. We looked sluggish. We looked tired. We probably had COVID at that time <laughs> with how bad we were playing. But everybody played terrible. On the flip side, the Nets looked really good. Of course, I mean, Joe Harris looked incredible. He's not just a three-point shooter now. He's driving to the basket. He's playing defense. And, you know, they have Caris LeVert. Caris LeVert. And he, he's going to get his bucket, buckets. But then they have TLC, Timothy Luau Cabrero. If you don't remember him, he used to play for us before we traded him. Of course. <laughs> but he looks solid as well. And then they and then there's Landry Shamit. Oh man, Landry Shamit, former Sixer, and he's providing good buckets for them as well. So that tired net squad is looking pretty good, and I'm hoping that this game is kind of like the first Miami matchup that we had with Miami last year, where we absolutely pounded the Miami Heat, but in the later matchups. Miami would show their true selves and they would dominate us so hopefully later on in the season when we're at full strength and we actually aren't playing a back-to-back we might hopefully we'll play them a lot better and hopefully KD and Kyrie are healthy and we'll see if we can actually beat them for my notes uh, I said sorry America <laughs> sorry to primetime national TV that we stunk it up I know for a lot of people that these national TV games are the only chances you could see us play and us being the top team in the league. I think people were expecting us to play amazingly and we put up a dud. I mean, everybody played like trash. Even though Joel Embiid got his 20 points and 10 rebounds, that was a trash game by him. Trash game by everybody. And Ben Simmons Simmons looked like trash and I think he bricked the three-point shot. And I'm pretty sure social media took note of that and trashed them as well, as they usually do. But yeah, sorry America for a bad, bad game. But but again, that's Adam Silver's fault. He keeps scheduling these back-to-back games and we're going to play like trash. Sorry. Then the last game being yesterday, of course, we found out that Seth Curry had covid and of course he was around a bunch of players and they contact traced and it turns out that Seth Curry high-fived Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris <laughs> and a bunch of players that you know we need to win games and as I mentioned before I was I was hoping that the game would be postponed because we didn't have enough players but Adam Silver forced Mike Scott to suit up and gave us the necessary eight players to play the game and yeah we basically just handed nuggets a win and we got a lo- uh, loss on l for the loss column how that uh, how that will affect us later in the season we'll see uh things to take out danny green somehow passed covid protocols 
even though he's a starter. Dwight Howard somehow passed protocols, and I'll go over my confusion over why they made it. But either way, they somehow played. They were the only veterans on the on the court. And Tyrese Maxey, if he didn't if he didn't have a career night, I would be more upset. But he did have a career night. Had nice 39 points. I didn't really watch or pay much attention to the game. But I'm pretty sure there were floaters in there and, you know, the usual driving to the basket. And hopefully, hopefully there were threes. But good game for Tyrese. And shout out to Paul Reed <laughs> for making it out of the mud and getting that playing time. I hope the rookies made the, the most of their playing time and I, I think they're going to get more and more as COVID will continue to go around the league and COVID's getting worse and worse now but the vaccine's coming out but uh, we'll see anyway we end this week at 2-2 two and two, and COVID is now around the league but let me go over some things first Tobias Harris he won Eastern Conference Player of the Week last week so congrats to Tobias. He's continuing to play tremendously. And like I mentioned last week, the difference this year is, of course, the space and his role in the team. The spacing really helps him get to his spots, which is the mid-range, and he's getting those mid-range buckets. But also another thing that I'm noticing is that he's a lot more stable. He's a lot more in control this season. And the spacing course helps but I, f I want to give credit to his maturity I there are times where I'm watching Tobias Harris and I'm kind of getting some Jimmy Butler vibes from him <laughs> if you don't remember Jimmy Butler on the Sixers he's one of my favorite players of all time and the thing that Jimmy Butler does he always seems like he's in control of himself every time he's on the floor and his ability to contribute whether passing the ball or playing defense or getting rebounds is what made him elite and I'm kind of getting that from Tobias Harris this season he seems the most in control he seems he doesn't seem flustered at all he's getting the rebounds he's playing defense and he's his the fire that he's playing with this season is definitely what I wanted what everybody wanted and he's definitely playing like a max player Unfortunately for him, he got COVID, but hopefully he'll come back and continue his stellar play because he's been absolutely phenomenal. Next, I, I got to talk about Ben Simmons. I, th I think for Ben Simmons, he his lack of improvement offensively is still hurting himself and the team. There's been so many possessions where Ben Simmons would crash and, you know, post up against the smaller player and what happens when he does this is that the movement dies like there's no more ball movement there's no more player movement we just have to watch Ben Simmons post up and it would it would be fine if he's making these shots in the post but he's his post game is so trash dude like <laughs> he his past his post game is basically overpowering the defender and praying that he's tall enough to get the layup over the smaller defender. But the problem is, is that 
he his touch around the basket is so bad and he has no post moves he has no spin move and you know he can't shoot the fadeaway outside so what Ben Simmons does is that he just kind of pushes the defender and forces this layup forces the contact himself praying that he gets these foul calls and he's not getting that because he's he's the one that's drawing the contact and in turn he's 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 forcing these terrible shots and they're basically like turnovers and that has really spoiled us really hurt us this season and it kind of almost killed us in the Wizards game but thankfully like Joel Embiid saved us once again and you know there's Seth Curry and everybody else that's that's scoring but Ben Simmons is continuing to be a black hole for this offense and with his lack of shooting and just the mid-range lack of shooting is hurting us and yeah and it's something that he can't get away with anymore and you know we'll see hopefully he'll make changes but and then lastly to uh, Jojo Embiid again he is playing at an MVP level he's not messing around this year and me personally I was shocked that he even played in the Nets game on a back-to-back and he put in a lot of minutes before the game turned into a blowout but he he legitimately played that game and I was shocked that we didn't rest him he's still playing like an MVP what else can I say and he came through in that Wizards game he didn't score 60 like Bradley Bill but he put up I think 39 38 points bunch of rebounds and then had a clutch block against Bradley Beal late he's playing phenomenal but now can I I have to talk about COVID it's it's not just us that's getting COVID but Jason Jason Tatum recently got COVID as well and he's out for two weeks and I think somebody on the Mavericks got COVID so who knows Luka don't Luka might have to sit out but we're now at the time where COVID is hitting the NBA and it was bound to happen. We're not we're not in the bubble anymore. We're traveling, and we're going out and about. And it, its effects has now hit the Sixers, and it cost us a game. But what I'm trying to figure out is like how in the world did how what is the procedure for this? Like why wasn't the game postponed? Why why is Danny Green playing? <laughs> how did Seth Curry, how did the contact tracing even work? Because Seth Curry was sitting next to Joel Embiid in the on the bench in the Nets game. How did he not contact Danny Green and the rest of the team? I don't understand how that works. For the NFL, when they got COVID, they postponed the game and they made sure that they they ran the test, I guess. And I think that's what they're doing now. At this point, like, I I could see COVID really messing up this season. And I'm hoping that, I'm guessing when the playoffs strike, we're going to another bubble, maybe. But absolutely frustrating that we're going to possibly lose the next few games because of COVID. And, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, nothing else to really say. I think we have some pretty good matchups coming up against the Miami Heat. But again, we have COVID. But if they 
if our players do come back, hopefully Tobias Harris com continues to play at a high level. Hopefully Joel Embiid is playing at, at an MVP level. And Ben Simmons, dude, you got to shoot the ball, man. Stop being that offensive black hole. And, yeah, go Sixers. But anyway, that's this week's podcast. Thanks for listening. And, yeah, see you next week.